anti-body show, man, for February 28, 2024. How's it going? How goes it? Well, I'm kind of getting my voice back, finally. Because, uh, you know, I, you might have noticed that I didn't release an episode last week, the 21st. Is this going to be a bi-weekly thing again? And I was like, no, 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 no. What happened was my voice was completely gone. Because I finally have caught the coronavirus. The COVID-19. Is it still a 19 anymore? I mean, it's a variant from the 19. And, uh, my... Hey, man, no vid is done. My streak is over. I I was devastated. Uh, devastated. Devastated. And I'm still kind of devastated because the undisputed, undefeated streak is finally over. I'm disappointed that I caught it, but I'm just like, yeah, it's, it's about time, due time, blah, blah, blah. And then, uh, you know, I it's just like, man, what happened happened? I'm just glad, you know, like other people are explaining that. I, I'm just glad that I didn't have the worst of the ill effects and that all the symptoms that the OG virus had four years ago at this point and even two years ago or three years ago and thanks to the medical science and the medical technology that has gotten onto this got has gotten us into this place where I have vaccinated every single one since it came out I went hey man I ran out of my vax card it's on the backside I took five shots of this thing you know and then I think I did relatively pretty well cleaning my hands and all that stuff. Although I, I got to admit that, that this past trip I've been really lax. This is the first time I was at a hotel a couple of weeks ago when I was up in the Toronto area where I didn't really wipe down. <laughs> because it was a renovated hotel. So I was like, this is relatively fucking clean. And then I didn't really take the sanitizing wipe, wipe strip down and all that, you know. But and then, and then I just like you know I, it's like it's you kind of fall into old habit pre COVID days you know COVID nineteen to be specific days and you know if you want to hear what happened my voice was gone it was shot and then my throat you know I was coughing felt congested you know and then I didn't have any fever though which was a surprising part and I was taking a lot of cold medicine in the beginning because I thought it was cold. But then I was like, eh, I got some congestion. I get a sore throat. And then as soon as I started feeling it, I, I had an inkling that this is it. This is it. You know, there were a couple last couple times that I was sick that I was like, man, this is cold or COVID finally. Has it gotten me? And then when I, you know, I came back from Canada and then I tested as soon as I started feeling the symptoms. And... I thought it was like, ah, it was a drive fatigue, you know, going around, you know, different places a lot. It was a lot of driving that I did. So I was, I guess I was pretty exhausted. I guess immunocompromised in that session, in in that sense. But I, I was just like, man, it's just like, it must be cold flu. I finally caught it. I didn't have it. I didn't lose a taste of, I didn't lose taste. I didn't lose smell other than the congestion. So I was just like, what the hell? And I tested negative when I came back. And about a week ago, I think Tuesday, so two days after I tested negative, as soon as I came back, I was like, I, I said, you know what? F- symptoms are coming on strong, fully, where I could not speak, you know, for a prolonged amount of time. So I had to kind of like, hey, man, I'll speak a little bit and then get out. And then I'll be on the video call, but I'll, be sh- I'll shut up the rest of my way, which was most of last week. And it got to a point where I said, I could do a best of episode that I shelved a bit. 
but I couldn't do transition audio and whatnot. That I just I don't want to just dump an audio to you guys. So I was just like, fuck it. I just like don't even bother. And then I was also very exhausted from the travel and my body in general. I just said, fuck it. I ain't doing it. So I didn't. I didn't. That's why I didn't release the episode last week. And then my voice is still kind of low here and there. I think finally about a and then Tuesday. Uh, two days after I initially tested negative on the rapid test, I, I fucking bold ass line showed up in the rapid test, and I was like, "Holy fuck, I fully have it!" And then I was shocked because I was like, "I always avoided this line all this time," and then I finally saw it, and then I go, "Fuck, man, it makes sense." And then I just, I just felt stupid. I feel like, man, you caught me slipping. You know, I just have the moment of like. This finally happened after all these years, you know, literally all these years. And I was like, I, I thought I could go five years without it, 10 years without it. You know, I, and then I go, it finally happened. So Novit streak is over. And I fully felt the symptoms. And then I think there was a brief period where I feel like I lost a taste, sweet tooth taste. Because I was like eating M&Ms and stuff. And I was like, I can't taste the sweetness out of this thing. I can taste the spice, salt, pepper, some, you know, but like I can't taste the sweetness for some reason. I don't know. Maybe I was over anxious, but I wouldn't be surpri- surprised if I really lost it briefly. But it wasn't as like severe as it was from the original variants, the Alpha, Delta, uh, whatever. All those that's been going around the last four years, and then um, yeah, I I I had it easy relatively. Like I was able to work, I didn't have a single fever, and I functioned fine. And I just had to isolate. I've been cooped up the most of like week and a half at this point, so it's like all right, that's it's been a while. I start it's weird because I started reminiscing what it was like four years ago. When we got locked down, and then like in a couple weeks, you know that's gonna be when the lockdown really happened. You know the March thirteenth, the last Friday before, you know the official lockdown happened everywhere. You know like the WWE SmackDown that was supposed to come to Detroit three one three Friday three thirteen twenty twenty that got canceled after Rudy Gobert and then like started testing positive the Wednesday they played at the Little Caesars Arena. You know go back and listen to that episode from four years ago, but like. That was four years ago, and then I started thinking, "Wow, how do we get through that lockdown stuff?" And and coincidentally, I went through that just now. And then now, I think yesterday when I tested, I finally tested negative after about a week. But I want to be sure, so I'm gonna test again after I record this thing, and then see what happens. But um, man, I just like. Now I started getting worried about other things Like hey what if I have a long COVID <laughs> Like all these other fatigue and things And then I finally went back to the gym And then just in general muscle aches I just like feel like You know I feel like I, I'm i using muscles that I haven't I feel like I haven't used these muscles for three weeks And then like places are sore Or I feel like I'm having cramps here and there So Regardless, again, I'm very fortunate to go through the minimal of it the last week and a half. And thanks to the vaccines and everything, I think I feel like I I avoided any downtime. And then I was able to, you know, work and 
do other stuff as much as I could. And then it just like, and then Colleen finally tested positive Sunday. She, her onset symptoms are like a little slower. And then now I think, I think she's peaking now. She's like two, three days behind I was, I've been. And then, uh, you know, I, I'm hope I'm hoping that by the end of the week, you know, she's kind of back into things, back in the groove, you know, and then she's been working from home also. So two of us are kind of cooped up in here, uh, other than, you know, wear a mask and go get some groceries and stuff. So, yeah, yeah, if that's what happened. That's why the we didn't have an episode last week. But no, man, I just, I just, I just had a lot of thoughts just go through. And then I think I, I think I also went a little crazy because I've been so cooped up in this place here. And I went, Not only was I, you know, cooped up in here, I really didn't have any phone conversations or, you know, other verbal conversation other than with Colleen and the cats here because my my voice and throat hurt it so i couldn't really talk talk for a long time so i just told people like yo i finally caught rona man this what the fuck i can't talk but like i can't function i'm okay but like goddamn and then just going through that motion of like the emotion of like fuck it got me and i started beating myself up a lot i was like i i i shouldn't have caught this and then like i i could have avoided this I've been doing everything fine, and then, like, one slip up, you know, and then I caught it, and then I just I just started beating myself up, which is not a good thing either, because it's just like, come on, man, like, I, like it's, it's not the same virus that it was three years ago, two years ago, you know, original one, definitely not, and then it's like, you know, I, I would rather catch this now than later when things get a little busy. And, you know, when the spring and summer comes around. So it's like, all right, and then I should be good. You know, take a glass half full point of view. And then other people are telling me stuff like, hey, at least you're naturally immunized. And then I go, yeah, I guess the vaccine waned off a little bit since I got it. I usually get these vaccines when they come out the day one. You know, I'm the sucker who pre-orders this shit, like the video games. And then I, it's like, I went in October when it first came out. I was like, day one or two. So it's been what four months and then go oh yeah the antibodies from the antibodies kind of wear off after like two three months at that point blah 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 so it's ideal to you get it around the thanksgiving in the november before the holiday season kicks in and then like you know that's when it's the strongest to protect blah 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 but i just go like whatever man and i mean i I was just bummed out that i was cooped up and then i caught it and then also i couldn't go to the gym and then today i went back and then i go all right like gotta get back into the routine here so <clears throat> yeah so it's what happened happened but holy shit man like <laughs> a lot of shit happened in the last two weeks you know i super bowl i didn't really talk about it. i don't think there's anything to talk about i was just reading this weird follow-up from the again from the vince mcmahon episode i i just read the pdd lawsuit with the cassie because that was a big thing in november you know and then some people put it as a comparable to uh, Vince McMahon's story. I gotta say, it's not at the level shock value and the detail. Well, it was pretty detailed, this PDD lawsuit that was settled very fast uh, with Cassie. But I kind of read it and go, and then another term that was used in there was like, well, sex trafficking, human trafficking, and then all these things. And I just go, wow. It's just like, how many of these rich motherfuckers just get away with this shit? <laughs> it's just like, I'm just like in disbelief. 
you know. And then again, same as a Vince McMahon thing. At least this one did not involve shitting on anybody or any of that. But I just go, even if 1%, 5% of the lawsuit were true, like, that just automatically makes this not okay. And, you know, I, I just go like, some of it, the aspects of it, like, wild parties. There was us. There was sex somewhere. There were threatening words that were said. There were, were cover-ups or implied cover-ups when Diddy asked Cassie, like, put some makeup on because she cannot look like beaten up in front of Diddy's sons. Shit like that. And I just go... You know, it didn't include the screen caps of text messages like Vince, but amount of details like, oh, like Diddy taped, you know, all these uh, like fucking sex party moments. And then like I deleted, Cassie deleted it, but then Diddy comes back and said, hi, I recovered it. I know how to undelete the fucking files on the iCloud before the retention period ends. You hear shit like that and I just go like, it is awfully, awfully specific. To like not just go some parts of this happened <laughs> like there was a phone there was a videotape there was a video file recorded it was attempted to be deleted and if supposedly allegedly anything that were deleted were recovered and have been used as a f- source of threat and abuse of power to just wield over Cassie. Now, there are like six, seven things I just mentioned in there. And even if one of them were true, it just makes you go, what the fuck? Which is my point. So I just go, and then Diddy quickly settled and shut up and go away. But then now we're hearing more other lawsuits, other stories, anecdotal things coming out. Cat Williams' video comes out again. You know, Cat Williams obviously woke up, you know, came into 2024, woke up and chose violence. You know, I, I, I kind of watch that video and then people are like, eyes are wide open. That's like, geez, this guy is just dropping pipe bombs. But I just also kind of go like, I, I go like him and Monique. I, like, I have a little more value and faith hearing Monique than Cat Williams for some reason. That's just me. But it just go like, all right, some of what he's saying is true, you know, are true. But I also go, Cat Williams being such a fucking, I don't know, what do you call it? Uh, fucking Heimdall of seeing of everything because I told y'all I just go like mm, it's a little too much also <laughs> I just go like Kat if you're really everywhere around all like that and you weren't on tour with everybody but whatever you picked up a lot of pieces and you just go alright I told you some of that was true and then it's like yeah maybe you are but I just go like Monique directly going into her experiences that she talked about I just go like god damn I feel more credible if you were in the you know, jury of your peers and go like Kat versus Monique, I'd be like, I would trust Monique more than Kat at this point. That is just me. That's it. The grand, the, the hypothesis or the thing that, you know, Cat Williams was saying about powerful people and their inflated stories and the ego and then the devil, devilish evil behaviors, the Satanist, satanic behavior of, you know, leveraging sex, uh, revenge, or any kind of fear of retaliation, quid pro quo, uh, human trafficking, and then uh, just boundless, boundless amount of 
sex-related fantasy and possibly involving minors is just, you know, yeah, not cool, to say the least. And Vince McMahon, on top of that, shut on women. So I'll just leave it there. At least he did he didn't like fucking drop a doo-doo as far as we know. <laughs> fucking A, man. I just read that lawsuit and I just said, oh, God, man. Like, why, why do these people have so much power to just like... This just this just doesn't make sense. And then Diddy, you know, he he's gonna have to deal with all these lawsuits that's gonna come up, and so will Vince. And I just look at him and go like, well, they had their fun. At least P. Diddy's not fucking eighty like Vince McMahon was. He's still got about twenty, thirty years left in his life to live. So I don't know what the fuck he's gonna do. But yeah, at least they found out sooner than later. So you know. And then let let the shit show continue, you know, that point. <clears throat> um, what the hell else has been going on while we're out? And then I, I was like, ah, should I talk about the CEOs? And then I said, I'm going to have a best of CEOs episode that will come. Trust me, with all the happenings right now, especially in the tech world, you know, with the layoffs, more layoffs happened today. And then like the industry that, that I'm in. And I just go, there are like two factors that like, many people argue it's like one the ai revolution is here and then the other is like just the over hiring and working remote is like it's just not working and then just people are looking for efficiency number three uh especially with the cheap money that's been going around since 2012 2009 basically that Growth at all means, regardless of profitability, that era is over. And that's absolutely right. It's like there's some fiduciary general responsibility that's needed across all organizations. However, however, I, you know, all those things, I don't understand how the CEOs make all that money. Granted, I think I said this before, like, hey, it used to be 35 to 1. Back in the 60s, 70s, 70 to 1, uh, CEO's uh, earnings versus a median employee in the same organization earnings. And now it's like in the three digits to one. And then I go, how much money is enough for you guys? And do any of these executives who have made this these decisions get truly punished and lose their job? I am not saying CEO don't deserve multiples of the money that an average median worker does because they make critical decisions. But what I don't understand is when they make a fucked up decision, like many of these companies have made over the last four years during the pandemic period, especially hiring remote or promising remote work and work flexibility, and then now they got to lay off everybody. And, you know, I just go like, all right. If it's a shared responsibility and blame, then so should these people go, not just the middle managers. Why aren't the executives going? I think I said this about, you know, in the GM episode two before the end of the new year, <clears throat> before the end of the year last year. I think, and then, you know, I'll say that right now. It's just like, you, you make a lot of money. Stock values are fucking at all-time high. S&P 500, all-time high. I just go like, own it fucking own it like it's just like you just pushed everybody else down just for you to inflate your value and your survival and congratulations that you got through that stage but also like you're inheriting a lot of bullshit if you didn't make the decision to overhire 
Number two on the AI, because I also saw something like that Tyler Perry is holding off an $800 million expansion in Georgia for all the studio and work and all that. Now, AI, ML, whatever you want to call it. I think, yes, it has made significant strides, especially with the large language model, you know, that like a chat GPT perplexity AI co-pilot that Microsoft is offering are just unbelievable progress. That said, I have a lot, a lot of ethical questions in regards to this. Not just replacing jobs, but how these fucking models learn so much from all the content. I think Perplexity AI is the one that I learned that it gives you references and citations that has led to an answer that you give you based on the prompts. But OpenAI and all you know and a lot of generative ais for the image and video like the sora that came out that tyler perry is holding off on it's like oh wow it's generating a lot of stock sh videos and shots just with a few prompts and i go hey, it's a lot better than what it was a year ago and then it'll make more advancement but i also asked this question where i go where the fuck did you scrape that amount of data to give you that fucking answer unless you're Google or you indexed the entire internet like Google set out to do. I don't know how else that happened. And a lot of these materials, I'm going to guess, are explicit and also illegally obtained. How the fucking... Uh, you know, stable diffusion, the generative AI for image, and then like Sora AI for the video version of it. No, what a fucking Japanese or a robot or concept of a monster or backdrop of something looks like without scraping all the non-open source, you know, info, including all the editorial images, I say from Getty, Shutterstock, or all the proprietary info, IP included, like Marvel, Disney shows, let's say, or even this show, AA show, sound, you know, that's publicly searchable on, you know, Google, Bing, whatever. All of these platforms, Apple, Stitcher, Google Play Music. How do you, I'm sorry, how'd you get all that? And then you go, oh, PK, it's your fault. It's like all the cookie policy and all that, blah, blah, blah. You didn't read the agreements. Nobody fucking does. But the fact that, like, they leech off of all that info and say, I'm sorry, this is the powerful tool that's going to potentially replace a lot of workers. I think that's completely asinine. And to be honest, I draw the line right there. And I also go, look. How is the quality of work that these generative AIs, LLMs, provide? And I saw a couple of videos about like, oh, how could AI work with the Agile for project management and software development? Oh, how would the co-pilot that's on GitHub that writes the code in, in itself? The thing that I, from my experience running through generative AIs is that first couple after the prompts are very, very convincing. It's like, it's like seeing a baby say a couple words and go, oh, or seeing a foreigner speak your language and go, oh, very good. But then like, can you go deeper into a conversation? Can you repeat what you just said or provided or drawn and be better at it? 
if I give you the same prompt or same question, I ask you that, you know, it's like the five, you know, five why, and then ask the why five times. And I go, eh, and the results have been so-so. And then people will argue that, oh, no, but it has come so far to get to this point, right? Just compared to what it was a year ago. And I kind of go, yes, but I... There, there's a lot of manual correction I got to do, whether it's a code it generates, it, it doesn't write unit tests, it, it writes bullshit off of whatever it's scraped from Stack Overflow, a lot of buggy codes that are open source codes out there, and also like, alright, draw me a diagram, and then like first couple times it looks convincing, but third time it's not good enough, so I have to adjust my prompt and be like, alright, you know, go this way, you know. And even the AI video that movie studios are now going, oh, this is the answer. I just go like, do you know how many like corrections and editing you got to do? You got to find some video editors to like correct a lot of this dumb shit. And I just go, you're just going to redo the work. Like if you prompt a video and then say, oh, the uh, uh, fucking cat farm. Fucking sometimes the cats, you know, have like multiple legs in different directions, blah, blah, blah. Some things are inconsistent. Now, will this get better over time? Yes, but I also kind of go like, I don't think it will give it to you at the level of perfection where if you put it on an actual movie theater and then like show it and then say, I'm going to include this AI generated footage, I'll be like, man, I mean, it will pass. But I also kind of go like, if you really are a self-respecting artist thriving on creativity and your craft, I don't know how you can just include that work and be happy with it. And the amount of resource that that artist will have to spend to get the AI rendered image or video to be up to that artist's views per, you know, work, at least in the short time, in the short term, will need to do a lot of improved manual hand editing there. So I just go like, then why bother? You know, and then go, oh no, you keep training that model. You just keep training that model. And I'm sure that's where the future is going to be. Data is going to be oil? Yes. But then the data to license to keep training to generate something, I guess that's the next frontier at this point. And a lot of the projects, like say, like, oh, the, the, the Alexa Echo, the neural language processing one with the speech recognition, oh, that's that that supervised training is dead. I don't think it's dead, but it certainly took a lot of air out of the what the AI ML looks like. So anyways, I'm learning as this we go, but I'm also kind of going, I think AI is a poor ex- excuse to like lay off a bunch of people. Just admit that they weren't good enough or you just, you just made a mistake over hiring because I, I can't say Whatever AI is generating the code that it read over the last five years in stackoverflow.com or something, it's just a testament to, yeah, there are pretty shitty engineers out there writing shitty fucking code that are shitty untested. And then AI just looks at it and learn, learn, learns it and said, oh, yeah, this is it. Like, do you think, do you think this thing pulling from all the open source knows all that all that stuff and know what the best practice is and 
the result so far is like no like i gotta go in and fix more shit I'm not saying like it's all bad thing either. Like if you want to write, I think I heard. See, it's like if you give a very minimal prompt, minimal task to write, very simple headline or like a uh, fucking abstract on your fucking paper or something. Yeah, it's it's pretty good. Headline for LinkedIn. Do we even need the resume services? I don't know, but I can certainly tell you that I need to go in and fucking fix it up myself. Right now, more than I should, or whatever the AI people, you know, fawn over to tell you that it's ready, it's here, the evolution is here, the revolution is here, and I go, uh-uh, you need to sit the fuck down and read what the fuck this thing wrote. So, anyways, I, I, that, and then the byproduct of this is like all these AI chipset stocks are just soaring, oh, ARM, Nvidia, ASML, AMD, all that stuff, and I go, you know what, uh, you know, T. Taiwan semiconductor. To be frank, I have taken a great advantage over that, also. And I go, yes, yes, I know. I like making money. I will do it. But I also kind of go like, how long will this last? I think some of the companies within that are very justifiably valued, and then the potential of it is justifiably valued, also, justifiably forward-looking. That said, I think. Certain individuals involved in this AI, OpenAI, all that stuff. I I kind of caution a lot. I go like, look, man, I've seen a lot of suckers and a lot of people who know how to sell themselves in this business, in this industry, and we've seen a lot that were complete frauds. And I talked about that in the episode four years ago, five years ago, called the Freudian slip. Go listen to that. Is it at that level of blatant fraud? No, not that we see, but I also kind of go like, a human, one human can sell you a dream, but like one human cannot execute everything all in one like you think. And I always go, I I have a this is, I'm gonna save this for another episode. I just have a lot of caution and then kind of keep my distance on some of this OpenAI and ChatGPT stuff. And for, for full disclosure, I never use a ChatGPT. Uh, out of the box, I think the closest thing I tried was a uh, Microsoft and the Bing app when they gave it for free, and I haven't really asked dumbass questions on that thing other than, you know, like write me a code of uh, writing a website or explain to me what Spark is, blah blah blah, some Apache Spark, you know, dumb shit like that. But I'm gonna leave it there. I'm glad to be back. I'm getting my voice back. I, this is the longest. This is this is my stress test. Uh, is my voice holding up? Anyways, have a great rest of the week. It's already March. Enjoy the leap year, and then uh, I'll definitely see you before we see you. You know, it's not gonna go two weeks like it did the last <laughs> episode, cause I'm back, baby. No vid, no more. But I guess we can reminisce about the lockdown and the original. COVID-19. Peace out.